There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Don't raise trade just yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the, the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. Well, it's the first major buy round. I was way too loud there. Apologies if I hurt anyone's ears. Major buy round is here. You are listening to the Dual Position Podcast. I am your host, the SC Whisperer, joined, as always, by SC Adrianosaurus, my friend away from Supercoach. How was your weekend? Uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, you know, I sort of had a quiet one, um, you know, at home, but uh, I had a good week for Supercoach, which sort of put me in a good mood. Uh, and you know, the good week for Supercoach even made me feel a bit better about being a Raiders fan. We're going for the big uh, six in a row, but I had a little uh, negative feeling in my bones because Manly, they're one of our little bogey teams. And uh, yeah, we got the shellacking, didn't we? But um, and even that couldn't dampen me with with a nice jump up the ladder in Supercoach. So no, it was a good week, good weekend. Yeah, awesome. Um, I was also I was in a pretty foul mood heading into that last game. I think I was on like 900. I was having a shocking week. I played Billy Smith. Uh, I didn't play Buller. I didn't play Schuster. I uh, had a, some, a few big scores on the bench. Obviously, Nico shit the bed. So I was in a pretty filthy mood heading into the uh, Manly game. And then owning Turbo, we, we held, held the faith. Owning Garrick uh, paid off dividends. And yeah, had a really good week. Um, I thought I was going to see red, but actually saw some green arrows. And you saw some, some massive ones. And we'll touch on that um, in due course. But it's the most... Not pivot around, but it's very, very, uh, with with a lot of talking points. I mean, all the so-called experts put their origin size together and they all just got blown out of the water. How did you, because obviously we're on two sides of the spectrum in this podcast, believe it or not. You're living in Queensland, but go for New South Wales. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I live in New South Wales, but born in Queensland and go for Queensland. How, yeah. uh, what, from a New South Wales point, what were the big shocks for you? Well, probably the biggest shock, I reckon, was TPJ in. Uh, I reckon that they've probably... I mean, I, I reckon they've got these guys that can't sort of play huge minutes and, and sort of are a bit dangerous in a way. Um, yeah, so I thought, I mean, they might just go like a safe old Safini or something, but it is a bit of an odd one, isn't it? Um, a lot of people are like, Campbell Grave is the biggest travesty in the world, but... How do you leave out Tommy Turbo and Latrell? You know, like what Tommy Turbo did on the weekend. Yeah, we'd love to have seen him do that all year, but all we really need is one game like that, don't we? And we say, how the how the hell do you keep him out? What happens? I think, he's, what, what, I think his only chance was a wing, you know, and uh, and, and that was for Fox probably because it wasn't going to be Tottenham. So uh, there you go. What happens if Turbo had another mediocre game against the Raiders? Do you think he gets picked? I reckon they might have had a call and said, "Are hey, you're right, you know. Um, yeah, so look, uh, yeah, Campbell Graham, I think, uh, you know, he's got to feel a little bit stiffed. Uh, look, uh, on one hand, I agree that the two-hooker strategy, it's not Harry Grant and Ben Hunt, is it? And that's why New South Wales tried to replicate it. It didn't work. Uh, whether it was Cook or, or Appy Grant, you know, uh, sorry, if it was Cook or Appy, 
um, versus the Grant and, um, you know, Hunt show, with that it remains to be seen. What is Appy the guy for it? Uh, and what happens if they want to spell Appy? I think maybe Luai goes to Hooker and Hines. Where's he going to get his minutes? Maybe in 5-8, you know, when Luai goes and covers some Hooker minutes. So, you look, I think Hines is nearly the best player in the game. I just don't know if that's the place you slide him in. I think you just choose kind of like what they did. They had to be brave and go, well, are we going to pick Campbell Grave in the centres? No, we've got to go with these superstars, Tommy Turbo uh, and Latrell. So that means he misses. You know, it's the same as Ponga or Walsh, not both. So um, is Nico really the utility that you want in there? Yeah, he covers the back line, but um, it, it remains to be seen whether it was a good pick. Yeah, definitely remains to be seen. Um, from a Queensland standpoint, obviously, KP missing out. I know that he's only played a handful of games in the last year, but those handful of games he's played, it's been on the origin front, and he was probably the best player on the field last year. Um, so it was yeah, a shock to see him miss out, and... I don't know. I'm seeing people that are like, oh, yeah, but what if he gets a head knock? I mean, you've got Cam Munster there who probably could still be one of the best fullbacks in the game if he wanted to be. You've got Ben Hunt who can shift in the halves. Obviously, it's not the most creative pairing with him and DCE, but it still could work if you picked KP. Um, look, it's it's a big test for Reese Walsh. We know that he has some defensive liabilities in his game, but you know he's just got speed to burn. And yeah, Dane Gagai being out is, is a big one because... You would expect Dane Gagai to, to, or you would expect Tom Travojevic to have to mark Dane Gagai, and, and no disrespect to Turbo, but he's not a full time center, and, and Gagai is not an easy man to mark up against. So, um, some yeah, some some strange ones there. Good to see Fifa gets picked. I think he's really deserved it this year. He's played fantastic. I'm glad that Billy didn't end up picking Christian Welch in the 17. I know that he was there when he was fit uh, two years ago, but he, he just hasn't been the Christian Welch of old this year. So, to have him there in the leadership camp, I think will be good. Um, but a lot of other. How long's Flegler gonna last in the game before getting sent off? Uh, yeah, I want to see. I want to see. I don't know whoever whoever kicks off, but Flegler or TPJ off the back fence and just absolutely into each other. I'd love to see an Origin game twelve on twelve. Just both those dudes belt the shit out of each other for the first five minutes, and then you, you, they both get sent off, and then it's just twelve v twelve. So we get points galore. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's gonna be a ripping game. Um, obviously, the New South yeah. Wales backline terrifies me. Uh, yeah. As a Queenslander, I'm, I'm, I think you tweeted out that the forward pack for us just absolutely terrifies you as well. So it's a a bit of a yeah bit of both worlds. So it'll be very good. Yeah. However, with I'm Origin, yeah, definitely with Origin, you know the teams being picked, that means uh, a fair few blokes uh, have missed out in in selection for their clubs, uh, and a few call ups have been happened. So it's a bit of chaos. So let's wrap up the teamless Tuesday news. First off, the bats, Cody Nikarima. Turns out to be he was the cheapy buy. Um, a lot of people were on the Sunny Luke train. Uh, if you have absolute insanity like myself, and you're on the Granville train. Uh, but turns out it was actually Cody Nicarima all along. Um, not only is he available at hooker, but he's playing fullback this week for the Dolphins. Yeah. Are you, can we pick him up? Well, I mean, I was having a bit of a look at him. I was discussing on my podcast before I came in here. And look, you can definitely see that he's warmed up as the season's gone on. And the last three weeks has been terrific. So, uh, look, if you've got a dead weight type player uh, in your bench hooker, like just say cheese, for instance, I reckon Cody Unicarim is a perfectly fine one to jag and, and have a punt on. Uh, look, I you hear this narrative that Kenny is going to play a bit of lock over the origin period and that might mean more minutes for Sonny Luke, but we're I holding feel like, I feel like we've been here, we've been here about that since round one. <laughs> yeah, we've been holding on to dreams for Sonny Luke. So, uh, look, I don't mind it. it just realise it's ugly and it could, it could burn you, but... Uh, 
I've been I've been happy with what I've been seeing. He looks like he's on this year, Cody Walker. Uh, Cody Nikarima. Cody Walker is also on as well. Yeah, um, he's on. Probably the worst thing for Valas Tavado owners. Uh, you'd rather him just miss out completely, but he's been named on the bench. Yeah. Um, look, he'll still get like he won't probably. I doubt he comes into many people's top thirteen scores this week. But yeah, he's been named in the seventeen jersey. A little bit of a strange one. Yeah, I mean, look. Uh... Aiken plays perfectly good second row, probably almost better than he plays center now. He so many tries he bombed last week. Uh, look, but they've got some pretty competent uh, second rowers in there as well. But maybe uh, when one of them gets a rest, you know, Aiken goes to center, and maybe Tawari just comes on and stays on from then, you know, in the centers. But it's a bit of an odd one, you know, to have him in on the bench if they don't plan on playing him, you know, reasonable minutes, I reckon. Uh, but because you've got Aiken there, there is a bit of swappability. Yeah, center in and, you know, center slash second row forward. So yeah. maybe that's what happens. And if you're lucky, you get Tawari, say, he gets his 50 minutes and he crashes over for a try. Uh, and he is a useful thing for your teams to speak because people who brought him in and went prematurely on him after one game are probably, you know, doesn't feel any better after he's named on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Um, Jaden Sullivan starts for uh, Ben Hunt, obviously, after Origin. Uh, Joe Offerhengiawi finally gets that move. And he's been named basically straight away for Parramatta in the front row. So his stocks are on the up for by 13, 19, uh, 13, 16, and 19 coverage. Yeah. Two cheapies from the cows. Uh, I wouldn't be holding your breath too much here. <laughs> Absolute stink fest. Uh, Jason Tamalolo on the extended bench. I probably expect he comes in. That Cowboys team looks putrid. So he probably comes in. You would expect Granville to probably move to prop uh, and then someone to drop to the bench. Um, for the Warriors, Jackson Ford is back, which is nice for owners that decided to hold on. For the Broncos, Tristan Saylor is named at fullback with Reese Walsh, obviously, at camp. Uh, Cobo off, too. So they're missing a few, and Tristan Saylor gets his chance at fullback, which is really nice. Uh, number 10, Campbell Graham named. What a dog. Yeah. What a fucking what dog. Didn't oh, want to sit Didn't want to sit the bench. Weak New South Wales mentality. Well, I reckon they should always make the 18th man from a team who is... On the bike. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me to have an active player who's so valuable to their team picked. You know, like I know they want obviously someone who fits in with their, uh, you know, you, that you could bring on for the 18th man, but surely you can grab one of them from the bye teams. You know, I just, yeah. So look, it is a bit whiffy, uh, but it's a bit of a slap in the face. Oh, you can be 18th man. No, no footy for you this week. So, uh, yep, he's, he's healthy enough to play NRL. Yeah, South's not not what too... a treat for people that had him and were like, "Fuck, I'm going to probably lose him." And then you went from losing him to going, "Well, I'm going to lose him anyway." As the 18th man, you've got the best case scenario. He, he's not the 18th man at all, and he's available. Well, what about people? Because common sense would prevail that he should have been picked fucking six weeks ago. What about the people that faded him? He's now you know massive, massive dollar. People didn't buy him because you know everyone picks him for his new, for the New South Wales team. And now he's like top dollar. You're like, oh, well, I, I just can't pick him. Like, what's the point? I can't, I can't afford him. So, yeah. I mean, if you already have him and you are getting ready to sell him and he's just become an absolute bonus for your team, well done and enjoy it. The the bunny's bench. Uh, it's, a, it's a who's who of who the fuck is that guy? Uh, the, the bench is very, very thin. So if you've got any South uh, stock, if, if you own Tavita Tola, if you own like a Jacob Hoston, he was popular a couple of weeks ago. Then you know, these guys probably should be getting good minutes. As will Damien Cook, and we'll touch on him later in this episode as well. Uh, now we head down to the nation's capital. Big Red on the edge. Yeah, put him on edge. What's going on here? I think he's been terrific at lock. Um, 
I don't really get it. I know, look, we've lost Hudson Young and Elliot Whitehead has been injured, but, you know, CHN's like a replacement, you know, easy replacement. And that's the thing too. Mariotta is is a lock, you know. Uh, so I think they're trying to figure out who can they put in on the edge. And he probably seems like the most likely that you can. Um, you, but he probably played the full 80 minutes. I was going to say, are you worried at all? No. I think the PPM will be down ever so slightly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, playing a full 80 would be nice. Um, yeah, you'll play the full 80, I think. And you mentioned uh, CHN. He yeah. he is very popular in my book, 390k. Probably gets to start for four weeks. Uh, we know that he averages high 70s when he does you know, play 80 minutes on the edge. And uh, the middle looks pretty good. Ricky, you know, r- rolls with a 14. And it's three middles. So CHN locked in for 80. Well, yeah, you think so? Because, uh, you know, Whitehead, that's why he took the... Took the uh, Instead of paying the fines, he did a matto, uh, but he's out for an extended period. So, uh, look, it's uh, the gambling man's play, isn't it? Because we are trusting what CHN can offer. We're also we trusting Ricky. <laughs> and we're trusting Ricky. So, a lot of things have to land. Because, you know, if CHN goes out, he might play 80 this week, but if he has a couple of braid explosions and throws shit passes and you know, I mean, I've tipped us to lose this week as well. So, I'm not, I'm if not. If Ricky gets shitty and he blames it on CH, you know that CHN's one, he blames it on. Oh, 100%, 100%. I'm no, I'm no Raiders aficionado with their depth chart, but do you have many back rowers? Uh, yeah, sort of edge wise. Uh, you know, it's not heaps. We got a lot of locks, you know, like, uh, like, like I said, Mariotta's in there, Mooney's in there. Trey, Trey Mooney, Tarpany, uh, I mean, Hallsborough. Yeah. Uh, so maybe edges is not our, you know, our go. But look, uh, I reckon Osborne will do all right. I see him crashing over for a try on the edge. Ooh, hot. Um, let's hopefully you can continue that prediction. You know, off the back of you and I putting out in the university, he would have a masterclass. I'm glad that he did because owners feel justified. But what what do we think of CHN? Because I am very much looking at him for sub 400k. Yeah, look, if you're limited on trades, it's going to be one that could even just be back to a, enough you know, before too long. Uh, it could work out well for you in a short-term play. Uh, you just got to always weigh up, is it worth it? If, it? if it does feel like it's worth it to you, I reckon you could probably safely say that he's going to have at least four weeks of probably 80 minutes. That's the thing. Ricky's strange with how he uses his props and his locks mm. and all those minutes, but he just plays his edge plays for the whole game. He, he's done it for years. Bateman played 80, Whitehead played 80. Um, and yeah. then Hudson Young's come in and played 80 as well. Like, Ricky doesn't like to rotate his edges too much. So, yeah. I am not sure on my trades, and we'll come to that later on, but he is definitely what I'm thinking about. Um, probably the worst thing to, for Lockie Miller. I mean, the reports came out early in the week that he wasn't starting, so owners, you know, prepared for that. They were like, okay, cool. Like, I don't have to trade him out this week. He's a guy that I can trade out next week. However, he's been named on the fucking bench, which is putrid because his break-even is already high enough as it is. He's losing, he's hemorrhaging cash, not just losing it. And now he's yeah. been named on the edge. If you were tossing up between selling like a turbo and a Miller, you've, you've just got to prioritize Miller now, don't you? Well, that's right. I mean, you know, turbo's got a minus one. And so if he does come back and even if he has gets an early shower, he's going to go up. Mm. What the hell? We, we, I remember a while ago, we were like, yep, we were wrong about Miller. He's not just a, you know, we, did, we, did, we did, thought he was going to be a mid and he was never going to ever make it. He's an out and out, you know, season long keeper. But that was without Ponga. Mm. And Ponga's just killed him. And while... Ponga's in the team. Miller doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Uh, like, you know, Tuari's not got any value, but if you do not get rid of Miller this week, there's no way that... Um, who, who's played in the six for them? Yeah, uh, he's not going to come in. Yeah. He's not going to come in and there's no chance he's going to come in and play 
you know a full big minutes. Is there? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm selling. I mean, I, I was worried when KP came back, but yeah, his his stocks have just fallen off a cliff. And look, you you're not selling at the sky high, but you're still selling for over six hundred k. So you just take your licks and move on. Uh, and the last thing, Kyle Weeks named at fullback for Manly. Um, the only reason this is, yeah, because Ruben Garrick is, you know, not coming in. We we love Garrick at fullback. He averaged 70 last Fucking year at C-ball. fullback. Sorry, I don't want to swear because oh, Mr. Aquatic <laughs> Man said no swearing. Fuck oh, yeah. you, bro. Oh, yeah, that bro. guy. That guy. The, the, oh, com- the well, comments last week. Give it good, can't give good advice if you swear. Oh, I don't want to oh, I'm only saying the F one. I'm not saying C's and stuff, which is um, what you are, brother. But, yeah, uh, Anthony Seabold has killed Ruben Garrick, and Kyle Weeks uh, comes in at fullback and... Yeah, I mean, you probably expect this is the rotation through Origin. Like, I doubt that they drop weeks after naming him. You know, for like moving forward, like when when Turbo yeah, was well, out. when they named him last time, it didn't really work. No, um, so, I don't know if it if it goes and goes pear shaped a second time, whether Seabold will learn from that. Uh, look, I hope the kid goes and knocks the lights out of it. But as a Garrick owner with no Turbo there on Origin, it was always a nice thing going. Well, Garrick will go to fullback, and that, and he nails it out at fullback. So. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm just a bit salty on that, but it looks like that's what they're going to go with, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's move into the 10 things we learned from the week that's gone by. Uh, we have six things this week, actually. It's number one, not on the run sheet, but uh, I'm sure Ado will, will agree. If you have State of Origin players that are out of form, never fear. <laughs> they all need to do a job in round 12 to prove their selection. We saw, uh, yeah, Teddy Turbo. I mean, Fafita wasn't out of form, but he went huge. Happy Coruscant went huge. Uh, there was just some some absolute mammoth scores this weekend from from when Origin guys. Turbo go, he didn't look like he was hampered at all, and you're like, well, what the hell was all this shit in the weeks before? You look like you were like you're like he's carrying heaps of injuries, but he looked pretty free the other day. Play like that all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. But look, they did. And look, as soon as Turbo was playing the way he was, I was like, sorry, Campbell, <laughs> you're not gonna make it. Uh, yeah, but they they can turn it on when they want to. These these great players, and uh, you know, on the origins, look, I I reckon Appy's um, terrific, and I th- I really think um, you know Cook has been okay, but you know you've got to have competitive uh, positions, don't you? And I think that Appy is and him and neck and neck, and I wish Appy all the best in there. I thought he's been a, a really talented hooker for a lot of years. Helps when you put sixty points on the weekend as well. It uh, was yeah. nice. I tell you what, I uh, I didn't get to watch. I watched every game of footy. Apart from two games live, uh, one of them was uh, the Tigers win, which which I obviously have gone back and watched many, many times. Uh, and the second I was at work on Sunday afternoon, so I didn't get to watch Turbo. I just saw, uh, if he's in the chat, um, shout out to Aman. He was just, my phone wasn't stopping for about 80 minutes, and I was wondering, oh God, what's happened in Turbo? I, I checked back, and he was huge. I mean, I was up against Sangster in the Turbo's Hammy's Cup, and I had uh, Turbo, obviously, going into the last game, and he played Croker. Now, once Edwards from the Bulldogs was named on the bench, I was like, well, I'm not going to play him. I had him picked as a reserve. So I've got to pick between Schuster and Croker. Oh, far like, out. I'm so, many, I'm so many hundreds of points behind Sangster here. I might as well just play Schuster for the ceiling. And I got Tommy Turbo and Schuster, and in updates, I, I snagged him by let's, four points. Let's talk Schuster because, fuck, he looked, he looked good. He looked very, yeah. very good. Like, he looked like the Schuster that you know has been hyped up for, for a couple of years now. Yeah, well, that was what I was was my deciding point because I was like, look, he's probably got a lower floor than uh, Croker, uh, but he's definitely got a ceiling in there. And if you don't think that he's going to come back, he's he's got to have had a look at all this press that's out there. It's got to wobble its way through to him that he's fat and he doesn't want to play there and he's not got it. He's not realized his potential. Uh, and he came out and he absolutely... The question is, 
can he do it week to week and will he do it you know well, it's not even week to week is he going to do it consistently it's not even week to week it's can he do it without DCA and Turbo that's that's the big thing for me yeah so look uh this week it'll, it'll be interesting to see um I mean we're all obviously going to play him I can see him on the list of people trading him in he's got a nice negative break even um we've believe we've we've been believing a narrative on him for a long time so I really hope that the way he played last week was you know obviously complemented by a DCE but I hope that he can go and put that out on the park every week now, you've written here, SC hands us lemons, such as the Parameter 2RF. So make lemonade uh, in terms of uh, Cody yeah. and Cook type moves. Uh, do you want to elaborate on that one? Yeah, so look, I mean, I had lane. I went lane over Hopgood for Magic Round. That was an unfortunate thing. I just adjusted that because as soon as lane went down, Hopgood stocks went up. So I just did, I didn't sit there and crack the sads about it. I just, because I picked lane over Hopgood. So I, I really, those were my two choices. Once lane went down and Hopgood's role improved, I grabbed Hopgood. Maddo would have been a terrific uh, play for you this week if he missed Origin. He probably was. I mean, really. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's out. So you 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 lose that. And I could go and grab a second row forward. But, um, you know, you put a Campbell Gray, but you put a Cook back into that uh, South Sydney team. That changes your plan. So, yeah, my lemons were, you know, the second row forward losses in the Paramount Eels. But I've now managed to do some sexy moves now that we've got this you know, news out of origin, you know, and South's got a pretty nice draw coming up as well. So I'm, I'm bringing two South players into the, my team this week. So that's my lemonade. Uh, I didn't expect at all that Cook would have been one of my trades this week because I didn't even factor in that he would have missed origin. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm definitely looking at Cook as well myself. And I think we're bringing I was, in... I was probably going to skip Cody as well, let's be honest. But because I was like, well, if you lose Cook and you lose Campbell Graham, you lose Luttrell, you lose Murray... I was like, that's a lot out of that team. But I think now with what's come back in, it makes me more interested in Cody and Cook, you know, because there's at least enough of them there, isn't there, you know, to really still go well, I reckon, over the origin period. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I've got a mouthful of food. So you want to read off number three for me? Yep. Uh, number three, upcoming rounds of reward and punish. Uh, so you can do the things to give yourself a chance. Uh, to be in the reward camp, uh, and you've got to map out your rounds. You and I were talking off air before we went on. Mm-hmm. I've got like you know just A4 paper. You know round thirteen, and my numbers. I've got round fourteen, and he at the bottom of play the uh, page. I've got what my planned trades are. As I said there with the lemons and lemonade, the best blade plans are often just uh, you know blown up, and you might have to adjust on the run. But if you don't know how you're going to look in round seventeen and 18 and 19 now, chances are you're going to fuck it up. That I, you haven't I, think, well for I think the big ones for people to look at, so, I mean, you can't see this, but I... Oh, yeah, okay, it's not on here anymore. Um, I had, basically, I spent, like, seven hours at work, not seven hours, about an hour at work today doing, basically, my trades from rounds 13 to 22. Like, I think 22 is probably a bit excessive, and I went a bit overboard, and I went way too aggressive. Um, however... Yeah, I think the big ones, the big ones for people will be round 17. Um, I would like to say I'm somewhat of an experienced super coach player who plans pretty methodically, but even I am struggling for round 17. Uh, and yeah. rounds 20, it depends on your makeup. So for myself, round 20, I am fucked because Souths are out, Dragons are out, and the the Raiders are out. So if you've got like Tarpany, Horsburgh, I mean, you've got... Uh, Cody, Cody Walker, I mean, Latrell, Campbell Graham, uh, Alex Johnson, I mean, Keon Colomatangi's name on the extended bench. 
And then you have like yeah. a Jack DeBellin. Like you could have piles out in round twenty as well. So obviously yeah. don't you, you don't have to you don't have to go through it with a fine tooth comb. Like I, I literally was looking at projected scores and, and and money moving. You don't need to do that, but at least have a rough idea of your numbers for those rounds. Yeah, snapshot. You should have a snapshot now of the next five rounds. You know, I pointed out um, to people, don't go getting ahead of yourself because this round will be really interesting for the ranks because there's a lot of head-to-head players that play head-to-head only um, that have been having a terrific year so far because they're playing head-to-head every week. They have a buy on this week and they don't give a rat's ass yeah. about numbers. So they might get a 400 this week and they don't care. So they're, they're, you're going to have a lot of people who are ranked higher than you this week that are just not even trying this round and you might shoot up the ranks but that doesn't mean that you don't have to have a snapshot of what you've got going forward because those guys will be back on from 14 and then 15. And yeah, so you've got to get a snapshot minimum of where you're, where you're tracking because um, it might seem good now. You might be ready for this one buy and maybe for round 14, but there's a lot of rounds after that are going to be hard to navigate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, 17 is going to be crucial as well. Like 17 and 20, they're, they're the big ones that people need to look out for. Um, and also I think round... 18 as well because the Sharks have the buy and a lot of people have a lot of Sharks and Bulldogs players so they're out as well so um, definitely definitely worth monitoring there um, if you've traded hard it's going to be really hard to sell the Origin guns and be able to buy them back I think you've written this one specifically for me because I am definitely looking at trading out Nico Hines this week and um, it's going to be a difficult task to get him back in in my yep. in my eight week plan I, I wasn't getting Hines back in until round 20 so to go from rounds 13 to 19 without Hines is a, is a big, big gamble, but you need to have a look at it. Um, and yeah, like yeah, that's the thing. If you, if you have, look, pl- I mean, and people are saying to me, you'll sell David Fee. He's nearly worth a million dollars. But you are going to want Dave, aren't you? When yeah. he comes out of origin. So, you know, people sell that and they might go and commit 300K of that to something else. It's going to be hard if you don't have the bank ready to sort of bring him back. Um, look, Nico he's named on the bench and we can hardly find a way that he's going to be used for minutes. So. Oh, he will, he will 100% back. He will 100% back up. The question, the, the problem that I felt, oh, actually let's leave Nico. Cause I'll, we'll touch on him in the buy holes and sells yeah. um, because there is some points I do want to make on but him. I mean, it, well, my point on that as well is um, I uh, had ideas that I could sell some of these big pieces like Tommy turbo, maybe get rid of one of the halves, uh, do stuff like that. But I've traded hard. And while I might be able to trade them out now and get something good for my team right now, I don't know if I've got the spare trades to be able to get them back in, nor, you know, the bank in there that I think I can do it. So I'm reserved to trying to do moves with my disposable pieces to keep the good pieces in there. Whereas other people have the luxury, maybe, of being able to do a little bit of roulette through there. Which are high scoring potential positions. Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. So, fullback roulette's yeah, so always working. fullback roulette's always been a thing. Yep. So it can work for you if you've saved. And, and those people deserve the right to be able to have a little bit of movability in there. But um, buy, you know, seller beware, I reckon, if you're limited on trades. In saying that, though, I think come round 21, round 22, you probably need to be done. You probably need to have your your team kind of done. Um, and, yep. what I, and what I mean by that is don't run out of trades. But from rounds twenty two, you should have. You probably need to be not making moves for this for the for the sake of making money. Like you probably need to have five, six trades. I reckon yeah. five or six trades from rounds twenty to twenty seven. And keep in mind, people are going to have a lot of Parramatta assets who they have the buy in rounds twenty seven. Now that's not crucial for you head to head guys. Your season's done in round twenty six. But for us overall guys, you need to just remember that the back end is when you need to. The back end is when you make luxury trades. So rounds 23, 24, 25, they're the rounds that you just make one trade for the sake of a matchup. 
whether it be trading out a Nico for a Mitch Moses or a Nico for a Daly Cherry Evans, if they have a good matchup, that's, that's when you do that. So rounds 21 to 22, you probably need to be done with your trades. And that's sort of what I've been trying to factor in as well. Um, and the last points, I feel like we had the opposite last week. Last week we said, has Ponga played himself into origin contention? So can you buy Walsh? And now we're saying Ponga killed Miller. And does that make Ponga a buy? Yeah, I mean, I see him on the list. Um, you know, and I, you know, I've, I've floated the idea of having him. Does he goal kick or do you reckon it goes to Hastings? I think Hastings probably does it. Uh, look, what I'm saying is that Ponga has got to be shitty about not making the origin team. And when somebody who's got the abilities of him is shitty uh, and wants to prove a point, I can see Ponga going extremely large from fullback this week uh, if he doesn't get troubled by the HIAs. The other thing, too, is I would uh, – look, I'm not going to do anything. If I've got Gutho and Turbo. Um, I could go to Ponga, you know, but uh, Turbo and Gutho is my fullbacks and Brown and Cody Walker are my 5'8". So where do you slide him in? I could Fullback would be the place I'd have to do it. And then, do you want another benching headache next week when he's out? Because I'm sure you've got a pile of, of Eels assets, you know, and then the, the new cast have the buy next week. And Yeah, so you're not getting anything from trading out Turbo to Pongo. This week, you, you get something this week potentially, but you're still going to be in the same boat next week because they're one of the three teams on the buy. Absolutely. Um, let's move into buy, hold, and sell. I haven't actually written down any buy, holds and sells because I, I want to leave this to... To a little bit of a uh, little bit of discussion, we can brush over sort of the most sold players and whatnot, and and the first of them sort of is Harry Grant. Now, I'm assuming people are selling because of Origin, but I think he backs up, and I think he backs up well. Yeah, like uh, gone are the days where you had Brandon Smith to cover. Like you don't really have a natural nine. You've got like Tyrant Wishart. And like Jordan Grant. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But like, is it really worth the Damien Cook trade? Because from all reports, I mean, like from all reports that, that yeah, Braley's been brought in because he has the buy. Braley doesn't have the buy next, next you know, in round 16. Does Cook then come in? Like, I don't know. Well, Oh, look, who knows? Oh, look, Harry Grant, he's averaging for the year 69.3. Um, very, very low for his standards, absolutely. By his standard, yeah, and Cook's averaging 60. So if you do move him over, uh, you go, Cook misses origin. Does that mean he goes out and you know shows them what they're missing? And if you look at their draw, there's no way that I don't think that Cook is better than his 60.8 average. Harry Grant is averaging 55 over the last three rounds. Maybe you could say that he's getting ready for origin. Uh, but whether he backs up or not, uh, look, you know, what, what, what's he done lately? That's you know anything that you've got to be scared of from Harry. Oh, I'm not scared of him, but like, I feel like you can get Damien Cook elsewhere. I mean, surely people have some sort of. You could do Harry Grant to Damien Cook for 100k nearly now, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll call it now. Cook tons up this week, first time of the year. Wow, wow, yeah. Um, so look, I just think um, Harry. 
He's got a couple of tons this year. Um, he's been, you know, he's always been shelling out, you know, 80s, 90s for fun. Uh, but this year we've had a 44, we've had a 34, a 31, uh, you know, in 80-minute games. 34 last week from Harry in an 80-minute game. Yeah, after seeing because I'm a Reed Money and after seeing Reed Money get 17, I was like, for fuck's sake. And then obviously Greed didn't do too much better, so it was okay. Yeah. So look, if Harry backs up, um, you know the break evens at eighty nine. So even if he backs up and you, you know, I've got a Sunny Luke in there. So you know, I'm going to have Cook and I'm going to take him over the Origin period. I'm just going to say uh, the extra games that I get out of Cook, uh, and I think I reckon he'll, he'll be able to keep up with him over that period of time. So uh, look, I'd love to finish the year with maybe something better than having Sunny Luke in there. That I'm going to have to have some decent bank to be able to upgrade, um, you know, in there. So. Yeah, that was uh, my problem. Like, I, I did a lot of planning until round 22, and I was still holding Granville up until round 20. Like, it's just... it's just a, Look, our best hooker is averaging 69. No one's aver- averaging 70 plus, you know? So, no one's in there is hurting you, really, in the in the, in the, in the hooker. No, that's fair. Um, in the sell category, I mean, Nathan Cleary is nowhere near the top 10. However, Nico Hines is. Now, Nico Hines is an interesting one because he's coming off the bench, so he will 100% back up. Um, however, he's only guaranteed to play two of the next eight games. He's only guaranteed to play two of the next eight games. He most likely will play four. So he'll probably play four of the next eight. However, he's coming back into next week with a monster break even. I think he then comes in against the Broncos, who will be full strength. And then against Melbourne, who... And the Broncos are the fourth best supercoach attack and defensive side, and Melbourne are the fifth. Is there a world where we can sell Nico Hines, watch him lose 150k, and then buy him back later on? Well, you could. He averages 77.7 against the Broncos, so you know he goes. Great well score, with- absolutely great score, but would would lose a pile of cash considering what he what he's been doing. Well, he's break even's 97. Uh, he's going to back up in round 14, and he's going to be playing, uh, you know, the Broncos. So I reckon uh, he could go close. Yeah, look, people are going to sell him. I can I can understand why you'd sell him because you go uh, to somebody say, like say Mitch Moses or Mitch Cody Moses or Walker. Cody Walker. They're the two. Yeah. yeah, they've got actually big daddy scores in them. So moving a Hines to somebody who's playing and giving you good amount. Oh, look, that's it. Best case scenario is four out of eight games. So if one of these guys looks like they're going to play seven, you know, or of the next eight games, and they have big scores in them, i.e. Moses has got a 130 and a 140 or whatever, and he's got a couple of teams the in que- there as well. The question then becomes, I'm assuming most people that listen to this podcast own Dylan Brown. Do yeah. you want Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, considering they both have the buy next week and they both have another buy in round 18, I want to say? Yep. Yeah. And that's the thing. If you sell uh, Hines to uh, Moses this week and they're there on the buy next week, Parramatta, and, and Hines backs up and he goes and puts on a masterclass against the Broncos, it's going to sting. It's going to sting yard. Yeah. No, that's fair. Um, are you understanding the Reese Walsh sell? Well, yes. I mean, yeah, it sucks because you're probably. Probably, it was probably a fairly educated guess, I reckon. To be you... fair, Reese Walsh, you bought him in round three, round four, and he was a four-week hold for you. And we're now still discussing him in round 13. So I guess it shows you the 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 quality that he's provided this year for super coaches. Yeah, he's been good. And we did sort of say that old, he goes well against the good teams and not so good against... Oh, he goes good against the bad teams, not so good against the good teams. Uh, but he seems to have bucked that trend a little bit. Uh, and he's been a good... Uh, you know, he's been a good own for people 
at, at various I, I got him, made huge bank on him. I got I got scores against the person I sold him, uh sold out in for him. Uh and he's been a good owner this year. He's definitely been it's surely he's been better than Ponga this year. Ponga's didn't played such limited games. So yeah. Um yeah, it's unfortunate that you didn't just get him as a nice he was a great fullback option for the, you know, for this round. Um, and he's gone. So people might be pivoting straight across to Ponga, the guy that he stole the position from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the most popular trade this week is, believe it or not, it's actually Reed Marnie to Damien Cook. Now, yeah. I, can under- I can understand this. However, I would just keep in mind, um, because I have obviously looked at Cook myself as well, round 16, Cook's on the buy. You probably will need a, a hooker back up. Um, and, yeah, Reed Marnie owners, like, if I'm bringing Cook, it's not for Reed Marnie. I'm just sort of, sort of just holding Marnie until, you know, round 16 to, to get me that coverage. So that's just something to, to worth note as well. But, I mean, the trade outs. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot. After 80 minutes, he'll give you. <laughs> mate. He's like basically like Sonny Luke. Nah, mate, he's mate. Uh, he, I mean, yeah, averaging mid 50s, but like, yeah, last week was just absolutely shocking. I mean, a lot of the trades I can understand. Like, I'll just quickly run through them and give my yes or no. Grant, I can understand selling, although it's not priority. Hines, I'm on board with. Walsh, I'm on board with. Marnie, I'm so so. Val, obviously, on board with. His draw gets ridiculously tough. He has to buy in round 15. So basically, he's missing two of the next three games. Uh, Hosking, I mean. Hosking's a weird one because, yeah, his minutes are dropping. However, you're going to have Isaiah Yo away in Origin Camp. Do you think that affects Zach Hosking, Jaden Salmon, slash Liam Martin, who's also in Origin too much? Or do you think Hosking now, if you've weathered the two weeks of poor minutes, uh, he's a hold for the, for the Origin period? Yeah, well, I mean, the scoring over big minutes, you know, where he's playing 80 has sort of really dropped off. From the initial rounds, he's more like a bit of a 55 60 plotter, isn't he? So, um, you know, but if you're asking the question, do I think he's going to have increased minutes over Origin? Yes, yeah, I do, as do I, as do I. Um, Cam Murray, yeah, 100% sell, even if it wasn't Origin, the dude stinks. Uh, Brennan Smith has no hand for the next six weeks, so he's obviously a sell. Isaiah Qatar, yeah. hmm, I've, I've toyed with the idea, I can keep Nico Hines. If I sell Isaiah Katoa, I'm not sure if I want to. Um, I sold him a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah, um, because he's like I called him the uh, cash snail. He's made money so slow. Yeah, very much a slow burn. Yeah, but um, look, he's. I mean, how luxury is it that people have got uh, a playable player this week and they hunt him? He did get a seven last week, but you know he's a player. He's going to play. Against St. George Dragons. I know they've got to come from behind win for the caretaker coach. But... Also, what a fucking game that was. Yeah, what a game. Even me, I was up out of my seat. First, first, half was, first half was rubbish. The Roosters couldn't hold a fucking... It, it literally looked like a bar of soap in, in under the shower. Like it was that... They just had terrible handling skills. However, the second half was unreal. Uh, that, that strip from Teddy, which was I thought was the match winner. Um, and then for, yeah, for the Dragons to do what they did, that was a, an unreal game. Um, look, I can understand selling him. I, I mean, I've looked at selling him, but I'm probably just going to hold. And Lofi Camperera, he hasn't been rested. Don't believe what you're hearing in the media. He's, he's been dropped. <laughs> it's, it's just, he's been dropped. Um, yeah. The most traded in players, none of them I can fault. Cook, I can understand. Harris, I can understand. KP, probably one I, I wouldn't get behind personally. Asako, you're paying nearly 700k for him. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of cash, isn't it? Well, that's right. I mean, sometimes you've got to just wave them off and say, well done. 
sir. But then again, people, what's Val worth? 640? It's not a big jump in price. Yeah, true, actually. You're not wrong there. People are probably just going straight from Val over to Azako. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood, yeah, I'm still keen on buying him. I don't think Joe Fahengawi affects him too much. Uh, Mitch Moses, I can get behind if you don't own Dylan Brown. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't care on doubling up. It's not the same as doubling up on like a halfback and then and their winger. So like a Jerome Luai and a uh, Taruva, for example. Like you're, you're doubling up on di- on different sides of the fields. So you need Parramatta to go big in order to get the re- the rewards from both. I'm just not keen. Uh, Cody Nicarima, we've already discussed him. Josh Schuster, we've also discussed him. Ruben Garrick for the fourth week in a row. I still think he's a fine buy. He's probably a season long keeper, isn't he? Yeah, uh, you know, you just love Odin Garrick when you have him because he's a he's a trier, um, and he did have a couple of down weeks in there, which probably put some doubts in people's minds. But the last three weeks has been gravy, uh, and bring him in, I say. Now let's quickly touch Cody Walker because he's eight hundred k. Yeah, I don't feel good about paying eight hundred k for Cody Walker. However, I'm probably going to do it. Yeah, I mean, in the buy rounds. Um, there are these premium pieces. Like, it'd be so hard to not have Dylan Brown this week, I reckon. Yeah, hey. I mean, man, I really want to VC Dylan Brown into Captain Cody. It just can't be done, but... Oh, well, that's yeah. right. We've got the Heinz Cleary problem. We do, uh, in, round, in round 13. Uh, of premium pieces uh, that you can have. I never thought I'd fucking have captaincy dilemmas in round 13. Yeah, so that's the two strongest probably plays and captains this week are in the 5-8 position, but I... Uh, look, when I look at that halves, because I'm obviously going to just be holding Hines and Cleary, I've got Hines, Cleary, Dillbags, and Cody Walker in my halves. I now. can do that, but it requires me to sell Katara and only play 12 this week, and I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, I'm my day's off for work a Thursday, Friday, so I'm really going to sit down on Thursday and, and crack out a spreadsheet and, and try and plan my team out moving forward. Okay, he's made 192k for the year. It would have been better to buy him back at that price. Oh, <laughs> 100%. Sure. 100%. Um, yeah, but look, you know, like I said, uh, when Supercoach hands your lemons, i.e. Maddo out, a player who I was never planning on getting in, Cody Walker, comes into my team, you know, uh, via Schuster. So uh, that's that's just what I get the luxury of doing, which I would never have thought that I'd be paying the seven ninety four for uh, Cody Walker. But Any any chance, any chance Jason Demetrio could just put Campbell Graham on the left-hand side for the next six weeks? I mean, just have Cody... Graham and AJ on the one side of the field. That'd be really handy. Oh, that'd be terrific. Um, yeah, well, that, that's the other thing too, because, um, you know, what Latrell moves to the right a fair bit, um, you know, but Cody will predominantly oh, go Cody, left. Co- Cody ain't moving from the from the left, so. Yeah, so, uh, look, I don't think that's going to hurt Campbell Graham. I mean, would you buy Campbell Graham if no. you had the catch? No, I can't. I can't. Not with Under tra- an injury cloud. Under an injury cloud. Not with, not with Trell. Next um, cab off the rank too if there's an injury. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you mentioned captaincy dilemmas about who we should pick. And uh, yeah, let's move into captaincy challenge this week. Probably my VC this week will be Jack DeBellin. Um, actually, quickly. Captain. Before Captain we, Jack. Before, yeah, Captain Jack. Uh, top bloke. Before we go on to the captains. 65, 70. 75. What are you taking this week? Because it's a free loop. Yeah. Look, I reckon um, your top 13 scores, I reckon I, if I saw a 90, I'd take it. I oh, 90, 100%. 80. But if you if your yeah. VC got you 73. And, and say my captain was Dillbags? Yeah. I reckon that's enough. Yeah, I'd, I'd just take it too. I'd just take it to the bank. Look, if Dillbags goes for 110, so be it. But yep. um, yeah, take take the points. So yeah, mid mid 70s, I think, is, is a fine loop this week. Um, So yep. I've got written down here, Jack DeBellin is a vice captain. 
Uh, Jermaine Asako, definitely worth having uh, the blue armband on. Went 97 last week, and the bloke's got base coming out of his ass, which is really handy. Uh, Dill Bags, also a pretty obvious vice captain shout this week. Uh, the next thing is, um, sorry, someone has just messaged me that's listening. I want to talk about something. Um, Clint Gutherson as a VC, Mitch Moses as a VC, Jermaine Hopgood all as VCs. Are you agreeing with those? Yeah, I mean, Gutho's got, he's got a big game in him. I hope he bloody does something in the buyer. He did 25 last week. Mitch, I like because he can go big hundreds, Mitch, yeah, when yeah, he's yeah, on. Yeah. He does big, big hundreds. hundreds. Big, big uh, Hopgood showed that he can get a ton. Doing, uh, so, doing nothing too. Yeah. So I don't mind those shouts. Um, I'd probably lean towards Mitch because he can go a big daddy hundred. Yeah. Shout out to Jackson who's just messaged me live on air because uh, I'm actually going to talk about SJ in a minute. He wants us to talk about SJ um, yeah. because he's got a good run coming up. I think if you're looking for a halfback, like if you own Cody and, and Dillbags already uh, and you are selling Hines, I think SJ is probably your guy. Yeah. Like I mean, if I, I'm, I'm very opposed. I, like I said, I don't, I don't want to be doubling up with Moses and Dillbags. So if you own Dillbags already and you own Cody, then, I mean, if I'm ranking them, I'd rank them. I think Moses is the best buy out of him and Cody. Yeah. However, however, it's just, it's just the double up that I'm worried about, isn't it? Yeah, it's the double up, and you'll get that if you've got uh, SJ. Also, the price is nice as well, five ninety seven. Uh, the average for the year is sixty eight point six. Um, you know, I think he'll have a good game this week against the North Queensland Cowboys. He also so has be- a. He also got Luke McCarth, who I don't think will be demanding much of the ball either. So I think SJ is going to have his hands all over it. Um, yep. But if you had to rank SJ Cody and SJ Cody and Moses on face value, not taking into account teams, how do you rank them? Yeah, I'd probably go Moses, Cody, Sean Johnson. Yeah, and then obviously if you do on deal bags, then I'm are you off Moses just as much as I am? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. wonderful. Um, so yeah, SJ is definitely a VC slash C shout, as is Tohu Harris. Um, pretty popular in the buys for good reason. However, the bench is a little bit gross for me. You expect Jackson Ford to play 80, uh, and then there'll be a rotation between, you know, Murata near Kore, the two middles, and probably Tohu. I'm not too sure if he has... If he has um, eighty minutes in him, Tohu. Yeah, I, I, the bench is a little bit gross. Played him, well, they played him eighty. They'll yeah, probably yeah. give everyone else rest and play him eighty. Maybe. Um, then moving into to the South game, Cody obvious captaincy choice if you don't have deal bags. As is Campbell Graham. I think Campbell Graham is a decent captaincy shout this week. As is Joe Tarpany. AJ. As or oh, AJ could be. Oh, AJ I mean, AJ is the problem. biggest fucking gamble for because you can't be seen him. Like it's he, he oh. plays too late unless you VC oh, him. Yeah. And like, I'm going to VC Dillbags into uh, AJ Captain. Are you actually doing it? Yeah. Oh, at a boy, you got more balls than yeah. I do. I'm playing it safe with fucking Jack DeBell as my vice captain. <laughs> you see, because I've got a fun VC, and look, if Dillbags goes out and scores eighty, I'll loop. You know, like that's the thing. I just get a free look. All right. At Dillbags, so, what, so what if what if really Dillbags well. updates? Scores a final and he's finished at like 68, 69, and you got AJ captain. I'm captain AJ for four <laughs> tries. Oh, all game and he scores multiple tries. Fuck you! You will be insufferable next Tuesday if that's the case. Uh, if it comes off, or I'll be, I'll just. Oh, you'll be yeah, down in the dumps. You hate live. Not, not available. It'll be just a blank. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, a rain check. Um, and Tarpany and Garrick, both those guys, probably worth uh, captaincy shouts as well. Uh, but let's move on to the trade talk. Probably the most uh, fun trade talk this week because normally. You're the one that's up and down in the air, uh, and I'm the one that's sort of locked in. However, my head's all over the place. Yeah. I feel pretty strong about my move. Yeah, Let's so... Me, who's going first? Well, mine, I, I'm happy to go first, because I'll probably yeah. take a little bit of time. 
look, definitely Cody and AJ. Both those boys are in. And definitely for Lockie Miller and Nico Hines. Yep. And then it comes down to, like, I've got Lindsay Smith just there plugging along. And Lindsay Smith doing good things. He's scoring 40s every week, but it's not really exciting. So I'm looking at either Corey Hadawir and Ira. I'm looking at Damien Cook. I'm looking at Tohu Harris. In yeah. in my in my little trade planner, Trohu Harris is a, is, uh, is a season keeper. If I get him in now, I never move on from him. If I get Damien Cook, I think I sell Cook in round twenty. Yeah. And if I get Harawira Naira, I sell him in round seventeen. So I'm probably leaning towards Tohu. It's just the bench that does worry me. Yeah, I'm, I, the my big deciding points this week were Cook versus um, Tohu. Oh no, um, Corey Harawira Naira. No. Oh, boo. Yeah, I just, look, I reckon it's a four-week player. Like you said, I think, you know, uh, and also, like, Ricky's so unpredictable, but yeah. my decision was between Cook and Tohu. But I just feel like, um, you know, Cook will do within 10 points probably of, of Tohu. And we've seen some big hundreds out of Cook. We haven't seen him this year, but I reckon being left out of origin this year might just piss him off because I think he's been pretty solid this year without in, in a very good team where some other players are doing sort of more of the stuff. But while the trail's off at Origin, I reckon it's going to be the Cook and Cody show. Uh, so I reckon he he's going to start to flip the ghost switch. Um, so that's what I'm banking on. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to play my mind towards that. Because, uh, you know, I would have just been taking AEs because I was going to hold Harry Grant. So at least now I've got to play. I want to, I want to play that it's burning Cook because he's getting towards the end of his career. Um, and he was probably hoping for one more origin series. So I think he's going to go and do his talking on the field. Yeah, no. What I worry with Damien Cook is New South Wales lose game one. Freddie panics, picks him for game two. Not that game two matters because he, he's out for round six on the bye. New South Wales win. And then he just like, ah, oh, we'll keep it. And then you've only got Cook for round 13. <laughs> it's just like, for fuck. Uh, so that's, I mean, there's, there's so many. It's a it's a big ripple effect this week with, with trades. So I'm probably leaning towards, shout out to Aman in the chat as well. I'm probably leaning towards um, Tohu. Uh, also, uh, I just want to quickly note, um, Cameron Vastil says, surely JDB is a terrible VC option this week. You must have someone with better ceiling playing in the first couple of games. In a in a major buy, I, I I really don't give a fuck about ceilings to be honest. I don't know about you, but if JD if JD, JDB comes out and scores seventy, I'm just I'm just gonna take that. Like, I, it's a free loop. I'm not I'm not copying an AE. If you can give me yeah. a guaranteed seventy point captain in, in a in a in a week that you get your best thirteen regardless. Yeah, I mean, and that's why the AJ is a big ballsy move because we do know that AJ's got a big score in him. But if you leave yourself open to getting a twenty in a buy round, that's what can really hurt because there's very fine margins in these rounds. So it is about making sure that your blue armband and your, you know, yellow armband are on people who are getting a minimum 70. You know, you want to get a good save. If AJ AJ played game one, I would 100% fucking VC AJ. Like like 100%. But I don't have anyone in my side that has a massive upside and I kind of really want some kind of captaincy on Dylan Brown just with with the form that he's in. Um, yep. but what, yeah, what trades, are, what trades are you locking? Cause I'm, I'm probably I'm not going to say locked in cause I do need to do my planning for, for future. But as it stands now, it's, it's Tohu, Cody Walker, AJ in for Lindsay Smith, Nico Hines and Lockie Miller. Yep. I'm going to go Maddo out and via Schuster. I'm going to bring in Cody Walker. Uh, I'm going to get rid of Harry Grant and put in Damian Cook. Arousing. Uh, how many, my, how many do you have this week? Oh, Good question. 
haven't even looked at it. I've got more than 13, but some of them are real sticky ones like Couchman and Ben Murdoch Mozilla. Mate, your boy Willie Army, he's back in the last cut this week. He was one week too early. Yeah, just fucking can't get him back into the team. Can't move him on either. Um, but yeah, my third trade is actually a bit rogue. Uh, I'm getting rid of Val and I'm bringing in Gregosaurus. Oh. Now, I've looked at my round 14. And I know that, I know that um, Newcastle are on to the bye, but I've actually got, I've just got Hopgood and Brown and Gutho. So, you know, I had five of, of Parramatta players and I've looked at my round 15. Oh, um, your, your hotspot, my friend. Your internet. Yeah, goodness me. Oh, am I yeah, dropping you, out? You're good now. That was am shocking. Sorry. Yeah. So, look, he is obviously averaging well for the season, but he has dropped off. Um, I reckon Ponga is going to have a blitzing game. So, I'm, I'm thinking that Greg might get over for a couple of tries as well um, this week. That's the thing about him. He's sort of like Val like. He gets between 40 and 60, 70s, and he's got a ceiling on him. So, uh, I'm going to get him for under 600K to replace Val. He's a play this week. Yes, he is a, a loss in round 14, but I like the, what the games that the Knights cover after that. So That's he's going to provide good coverage after that. That is very fair. Uh, feels like feels like for the first 12 rounds, you were the safe one in this podcast and I was the risky one. feels like we flipped the switch. I'm just like, you know what? Uh, I'm in the top... Actually, my rank's, my rank's wrong. My rank is 1,290, not 1,300. I'm in the top 1,200, so I'm like, I just want to kind of consolidate that. Whereas you're just like, fuck it. We're just going to throw shit to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I look, like I said, um, there's opportunities over these rounds. And, you know, I reckon if you, you, you throw out Marju, he'll score you 40, 50. So, you know, other people, you know, they might have a, a an Izarko who can go 90. Uh, but Marju, for cheap, he can do it too. So, Absolutely. Um, you need things to land your way, but potentially it could be a move that people are like, oh my God, Ado brought in Marju and he went over for four tries. You know, like it's just one of those, it, it has a smell of that, but it is dangerous, yes. Yeah. No, I um, I have 14 players. I've had a quick count and probably the weak links are obviously Drake Granville, uh, Isaiah Katoa and Ben Murdoch-Masilla. So, you know, one of them will drop out. Um, so we'll probably get 11 good scores and two mediocre me. ones. TikTok, 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 TikTok. What do you have? Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, with a with a couple of stinky ones. Same, same as me. Stinky ones in there. So I think you know, other than uh, Ben Mortimer and uh, Couchman, you know, I'm pretty good. They're all pretty decent enough pieces. So. I imagine there will probably be those two to pop out. Unless Ben Murdoch Masilla does one of his 50 games, right. he might just... He's yeah, been, he seems like the coach loves him, and he's starting. Jaden Sewer out. Jack Bird was injured last week, so, uh, yeah, starting. Let's head into the podcast yeah. question. Just the one this week. Uh, I didn't want to go on for too long. If you haven't worked out, I'm not feeling the greatest and you know, a little bit unprepared for round 13. Um, but this one comes from Zigdog, regular contributor to the podcast. Thank you very much, Zigdog. Is the buy period the right time to turn cows into nuffs? Now, I wanted to bring this up because, as I've said a couple of times, I've done a bit of planning up until round 21. I'm probably going to throw that out the window because I went very hard. But that also left me with four nuffs. Um, probably, four is probably too many. I would probably say two. Two is probably ideal, and you want to get them both jewels. Ideally, the best jewels, maybe a center wing 2RF and a center wing fullback. They're probably the two best jewels to, to have. 
because you. Well, want... you lucky people that had Burbo got grabbed Burbo last week. Oh yes, or Burbo. Yeah, Burbo's you know a good one as well. Um, you want to probably have a fullback center wing because there's just so many. There's just so few elite fullbacks. I mean, Trell's going to be in and out of Origin. Um, there's no Pap, no Teddy with Origin, Turbo with Origin as well. Like we don't have a consistent guy. Normally we could fall back on Pappenhausen because he was always the one that didn't play Origin. Um, and banking on someone like Nick Meany feels a bit gross because you know Pappenhausen is could be uh, the back at the back end of the season. Like we never know. Um, and then obviously, yeah, most people have a Tarpany uh, Tohu type players that do have the two RF front row forward duel already. Hooker, people are going to have a set and forget hooker. Halfbacks, people are going to have set and forget halfbacks. Same with 5'8". So center wing up to um, 2RF. The most important du- uh, duel in, in recent years. And I also think with the lack of fullbacks, probably a center wing, two RF, a center wing fullback duel. Yeah. Um, there's a kid from the Broncos. Uh, I think it's Wilson. A kid from the Bulldogs, sorry, his name's Wilson. I think he's uh, a center wing fullback. And there's another center, uh, Jack Howarth. I mean, Jack Howarth is going to be a pretty popular one over the... The origin period, but um, that was just my take on the buy period and, and nothing. Do you have any strong thoughts? Yeah, I, I reckon if you're going to do it, like if, uh, it's probably more money, but you're doing it sort of with um, Corey Hower and Ira because he's been out of the um, 17. He looks like he over the origin period with Whitehead out. It could be a, an extent, he could be like an extended enough where you get good scoring, maybe a price rise or two. Then you could either nuff him out or, or or put him up, but even just getting enough who plays a game and you can have at least a crack at a score this week, you know, and then they just go into enough land. Uh, but I totally agree with you that uh, I wouldn't be doing them in these uh, in the super important positions. Uh, I, I also I wouldn't be. I, I also wouldn't be doing them in thirteen, sixteen, nineteen, fourteen, seventeen, twenty. Um, do them in between, like not in the big buy rounds or mini buy rounds. Yeah. Um, so for me, the only one I've got is Willie Army. At least he's coming back in through, uh, you know, the old Reggies, and he might come in. And I'll have none at this that point. So I like the look of that in my team. Um, but yeah, you just got to pick the right places to do them, and I think second row forward and centre wing is the place to do it. Lovely. Uh, let's do a tip roundup, and we'll finish up. Uh, you had a fucking stinker. <laughs> you got like three out of eight. <laughs> you had a shot. I had a perfect week the week before, and then I went and had a shit one this week. I'm still winning though. Aren't oh I'm yeah, going... yeah, yeah. So I got five. So I clawed back the two. I clawed, I clawed back the two bonus points that you picked up from tipping around. Um, so you are still six tips ahead of me. Uh, but we're we're slowly clawing back. Um, this week we've only got four tips, so not really much to to you know, do. Tips. Um. The Dragons and the Dolphins. Yeah. I want to go the Dolphins. Ooh. Uh, in this? Yeah, look, well, what do they lose? Gilbert? Um, Gilbert, Kafusi, Hammer. Yeah. I reckon, uh, you know, they've still got the Bromages in there. Um, Dra- you know, I think Dragons they, with no Ben Hunt too. Yeah, Ben Hunt's such a big, big piece of their team. And look, they got up and, and jagged a win late last uh, week. Um, but I'm just going to go the fins in this, just you know, to get the job done. The pretty much what full. You, what are you going? Oh, sorry, yeah, I'm going. I'm also going the fins. Um, the full strength, basically a full strength parameter Eels up against a North Queensland Cowboys side who fucking got 60 points put on them by Luke Brooks and Brandon Wakeham. I mean, yeah. come on, come on. It's got to be the Eels in this one. Uh, I, I mean, look, they lost a couple of fair players out of their team as well, so. Uh, oh, they still got Chad Townsend and drink water. They do, but yep, they they got sixty put on them by the Tigers. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, let's go on Warriors up against the Broncos, who are you know missing a, a lot 
I'm going to tip the Warriors in this one, my friend. Yeah, up the wires for me. Uh, at home, uh, largely, you know, unaffected. Not not by origin, for sure. They've got no origin players. They've still got a couple injured as well. Um, but I still think that the Broncos have lost. I mean, they've got A-Ray back in, which is a big plus. A-Ray them, back in, but Walsh out, Cobo out. Carrigan, Haas, and Walsh, Fle- Fle- no, hang on, hang on. So there's Walsh, Cobo, yeah, Flegler, Haas, Carrigan. There's five. Yeah. So big, big loss so, for them. I raise a big in, but those those outs are just too big for mine. Let's gone Warriors, mate. I'm actually looking at this schedule. I'm like, do I join you on the AJ train? Well, I mean, maybe, hey. maybe, maybe. Um, South up against the the milk. South's missing Trell. Missing Arrow. Um, that's it, I want to say. Yeah, I'm going to say... And Murray. Oh, Murray and, yeah, I mean, Murray's been missing every week, mate. What are you, what are you talking about? No loss. I'm going to tip the uh, Rabbitohs. Oh, I thought you were going to say the milk then for a second. I'm not tipping the milk anymore. Fuck them. You tipped the milk last week, didn't you? Yes. Oh, poor man. Uh, I'm also going the Bunnies as well. Uh, in the last game, Newcastle up against the Turbo slash DCE-less... Uh, Manly, I'm gonna take take my my hometown, uh, Newcastle. Yeah, I'm taking Newcastle as well. I reckon uh, it's gonna be a Ponga masterclass. Ponga master. Also, Adam Elliott back in number thirteen. Is the movement yeah. happening? It's yeah, taken boost. us thirteen oh, rounds. I'm have a boost. I got no boost more boosts left. Damn it. No more boosts for Elliott, unfortunately. But yeah, we're finally getting some Adam Elliott after hyping him up all fucking preseason. He's finally in. Um, yeah, for everyone that sat through this episode, thank you very much. We were very underprepared. I'm also very, very unwell. So um, thanks for, for listening through a lot of the dribble. We'll get back to more structured next week. I think the next two months, I think the next two months worth of podcasting will be really, really interesting because it's going to get really tactical, really, really tactical moving forward. It's my favorite time of the year for Supercoach. Um, Me too. In, in, uh, in eight weeks' time, I will either be in the top 200 or 20,000th. I don't think there'll be an in-between... <laughs> Yeah, well, see, even us who sort of feel like we're planning well, um, you also got that fear that maybe you're taking it too seriously or you just, um, you know, you've front-loaded your energy too much. So we, we're nervous as well. Mate, I did no work for the first three hours today at work. I had, yeah. If you check my Twitter, you'll see there's like six fucking bits of paper split across my desk with just shit written down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. So sometimes you just talk yourself out of things and you... Oh, that's the thing. It's a nervous time for all of us. If you just... Um, do a little bit of a snapshot of where you are and have a loose plan at minimum of what you're going to do. Hopefully you navigate this well, but it's always great times. Like I said, um, this week we will see, if you have a pretty good week this week, I reckon you're going to have a jump up the ranks yeah. for these head-to-head players that are having a buy in this round. Absolutely. And normally I do, every, at the end of every week, I do like, you know, I might wrap up post and I give like a decent score, God score, whatever. It's gonna be really tough this week. I generally get the scores from the Podmasters group. I think we're one one of the better leagues in the in the comp. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everyone goes. Speaking of the Podmasters, I can see uh, Paul Cashman or you know the Pool Man in the chat here. I'll give a quick plug. I will be hosting the Supercoach Hub Classic podcast tomorrow night with the wonderful Clementine Classity. Um, yeah, I'll chuck some links up on my socials if you want to give that a listen when it comes out. Otherwise, we will see you all. Next week, Ado. Once again, thank you very much for giving me your time on this wonderful and getting very cold Tuesday evening. My pleasure, mate. Good luck in the first big buy around. Absolutely, my friend. You too. I'm sure. I'm sure that we there'll be many messages sent between you and I between now and uh, kick off on Thursday. Yep. 
Cheers, buddy. No worries, mate. Have a good one. And thanks, everyone, for listening slash watching. Take it easy. Um, you know where to find us. Uh, links for our socials in the description below. Stay safe, have fun, and good luck this week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 